And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, and yes, we're here talking about your losing streak snapping Toronto Blue Jays, West Coast living Toronto Blue Jays. We do this twice a week here for The Athletic, which, of course, if you aren't a subscriber, you got to do it. Go to theathletic.com slash spin rate. Subscribe to the show twice a week. Once a week, me and Caitlin McGrath, who covers the team for The Athletic. And once a week, and today included, with former Blue Jays All-Star, Ricky Romero, who joins me from beautiful downtown Mississauga. Ricky, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Holy smokes. What a series. What a, what a wild series. Caitlin and I got a little bit out over our skis and, and we're saying, oh, well, the Blue Jays, they got to look to sweep. They got to look to go five and two in this stretch. And I don't think it was unfair to say they need to be. I'm never going to say you got to go in and sweep. I just don't think that's realistic. And, 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 you know, the best team against any team, you know, you can you can drop one or two. But losing two of the A's, it's uh, and, and in the way that they did it is a little bit disappointing. And also uh, it hurts. It hurts, uh, you know, if you're trying to stay ahead of the pack in the playoff race yeah and i guess you you mentioned that they if they go five and two it'd be a great uh road trip they still have the chance to do that (laughs) so i'm not Mm -hmm. counting that out i mean if they go in there and do working in seattle it's going to be a completely different atmosphere too drew playing in seattle in front of canadian fans it's the stadium's about 98 percent toronto blue jay fans so Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot different than than playing in front of 5,000, 6,000 fans that they do in Oakland. And sometimes, and I'm not saying that's an excuse, but <laughs> sometimes you kind of, if it's dead like that, it's kind of hard to maybe get the, the, the adrenaline rush going and it's going to be a complete 180 in Seattle. That's for sure. Hey, look, uh, the Blue Jays fans in Oakland were loud. And I think that they may have come close to 98% Blue Jays fans because there were only 4,000 people there. So all it takes <laughs> is like 3,500 people. And then you're, you're, you're almost the whole way there. Uh, it's really a shame. Uh, what do you think? I mean, did you ever like playing in Oakland? The, I did. The, the fans are awesome, I think. But the stadium is just such a tragedy. Trad- it, it is a shitty stadium shitty facilities and that's just the way it's always been mm-hmm. i like pitching in the actual stadium because I, I always did well and i know you're the numbers guy so if you want to pull them up i know <laughs> some of my better road stadiums was definitely in oakland and i really had uh some good good games there uh, i enjoyed pitching there i enjoyed how big the stadium was and it, it just yeah it was one of those stadiums where you knew you hey i'm gonna be around the zone and anything up in the in the air, it's gonna it's gonna die. And we saw a few balls hit by the by the guys. I, out of all people, Matt Chapman got into a few this this past series, and they were went to the warning track. And you can tell he was like, "Wow!" But that's been him pretty much all season. I feel like it's just it's like we're he's on the cusp, and it's just does it those those ones that should be home runs are not falling for him. 
the poor guy has been hitting the ball to the big part of the, the park a lot this year. A lot. And, but he still had a great series, and he's, he's really swinging the bat well. Again, you, yeah. it's hard to, to be mad at, at just how well, um, just how he's performed. Again, the, the overall numbers aren't, you know, they don't jump off the page yet. But, you know, you and I have been saying it for, for weeks now. I mean, maybe the breakout, quote-unquote, isn't quite there. But, I mean, he, what, he, he was 5 for 10 or something, but picked up a couple walks in this three-game series. Um, he looks comfortable to play it again, sometimes hitting to, to the big part of the park, but hit it hard uh, consistently. And uh, again, I mean, there was some talk about who are disappointments. Maybe you could, you, I think it's okay to be disappointed in his production, but for me, you know, he, he looks the part and he's done, he's been exactly what the Blue Jays um, thought they were getting when they acquired him. And it was really good to see him, um, A, you know, have a nice weekend back there in Oakland where, you know, it's, it's a shame you know, his first game, it was even though it was the 4th of July, um, Ace fans are just so like numb to this. So in what could have been like a nice big comeback, they're like, oh, geez, there's another one of these. Like we've already done <laughs> Sean Manet. Mina- we have we don't even get to do Matt Olson this year. Like this is breaking my heart. But uh, again, I, I, it's great to see him have a great series and, and to really slowly show that show the, the, the work he's been putting in is, is, is paying off. Yeah, no, and it's been paying off. And you mentioned the fans, obviously. I feel like that organization is in shambles a bit. I mean, it's just you don't know what direction they're really going in. You don't know if, I guess, when you trade for all these guys and you say you're building for the future, but are you really? Like, it just, it, it's crazy because in the past they've been competitive and they've been like that scrappy Oakland Ace team that just finds themselves in that wild card game and and stuff like that. Um, but again, it was it was it was a down series for the Jays and. Obviously, with the tragedy that happened this past weekend and, you know, Mm -hmm. flying all the way to the West Coast with heavy hearts. And um, and we were talking off air with with our producer, Cam, and and he was asking me like about Manoa. And I said, you know what? The guy has been money all season and it sucks that his stinker came up at this point in the season but it did and he's a guy that's carried the rotation and been the most consistent guy all season so you can't expect him to be every single game or every fifth day to be the guy that hey i'm gonna go seven eight innings even though i'm sure he wants to but it was just a stinker of a game and i know a lot of people were talking about his velocity being down a little bit but hey Mm -hmm. it can be it can be the long trip too you know the long trip not sleeping well all that stuff people have to take into consideration and um, I'm sure he would tell you he's not making any excuses, but I know how it is on the body and, you know, when you have to change time zones like that. And again, a guy that's been so consistent all season, I, I, he deserves a bad one. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. He deserves a pass, I should say, on a bad one. And uh, the crazy thing is that they were still in the game. And I mean, you know, when you're down three, four runs with that offense, you, you feel like you're still in the game. Absolutely. And, and even his bad one, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as bad as the one we saw a day later. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also, speaking of tragedy, I do want to take a quick second to uh, shout out my friend and a friend of the show, uh, your, your boy, the Zoobs, who noted on tw- on Twitter today that his he lost his father this week. So that's uh, always tough, really unexpected. So uh, everyone who listens to this show knows the Zoobs, and we all uh, you know appreciate him for who he is. And so sending our thoughts to him and his, his new young family. Zoobs just had a baby as well. So crazy time in his and Melissa's life. And uh, yeah, just want to send a big shout out to the Zoobs. 
you, you reminded me so that I can uh, send it out to him. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, Ricky Romero pitching in Oakland. Boy, pity the A's. Uh, four starts, only allowed seven extra base hits in four starts. My guy, doing numbers. Doing numbers in, in Oakland. 543 OPS allowed. You held batters to a 183 batting average. It's pretty good. You pitched well in California. In North, I did. I mean, we, I did. We, don't, we, we don't have to talk about Angel Stadium too much. But other than that, you pitched really well in California. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, they should have just traded me to Oakland when they had the chance to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if they ever did. <laughs> I don't know if they ever did. But uh, yeah, I always pitch well there. Um, again, I use the stadium to my advantage. And which, you know, obviously you mentioned the Kikuchi start and... Mm-hmm. Man, what, what do they do at this point, Drew? What 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 is there to be done with him? I don't they think they had the luxury to skip him. They re, I don't I really don't. I don't think that you can confidently go. I mean, what did Casey Lawrence manage the game decently well in his last kind of like long outing, but he still I don't know, I think what did he pitch five innings, give up five runs, like give up two home runs. It's not it's not great, but it, it, it's the way that it looks, right? He's throwing strikes. He's in the zone exactly. and, and he's putting exactly. the ball in play as opposed to watching Kikuchi and everybody, including the manager, who, again, Charlie Montoya, like, uncharacteristically blunt about about Kikuchi. Not as much of, like, the cheerleader, like, our guys. He's just like, can't throw the ball in the fucking strike zone. Like, he's losing his mind. <laughs> and uh, because it, it, it is frustrating. And, 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 you know, as you, you know, nobody's more frustrated than, than, than Kikuchi himself. But, uh, I just don't think they have the luxury to, to skip him with Gossman, uh, whether or not when he's, when he might go again, you know, after taking the line drive off the ankle, gonna miss his start Thursday. Um, I just don't think that they have the luxury and it, which is, which is, uh, dangerous, but. And 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 Gosman looked very very like when he was playing catch it looked like he was not trying to put pressure on that ankle it almost seemed like he mm-hmm. was very gingerly walking and that's a that's a bad sign obviously that you don't want to see because mm-hmm. he's trying he's going out there and trying and the last thing you want is for him to risk another injury or anything like that so hopefully he takes his time um, coming back and going back to Kikuchi it to me again it, it's easy for everyone like to shit on him and <laughs> rightfully so right I mean he was mm-hmm. brought in to be a guy and and, and and I was asked that question like what like what what did you expect from him well you gave him 36 million I'm expecting him to go out there and compete every fifth day he's not a guy that just came in and say hey we hope he figures it out I feel like they thought they had something in him enough to maybe break him out and and he can go out there and, and 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 give you quality starts, but right now to me it just seems like he's just he's guiding everything again. Like it's like he falls in this trap where if if he throws ball one, ball two, it's like he starts to kind of like not nibble, but it's like he's hoping he throws a strike, mm-hmm. and it's like and you can tell he was frustrated at times because he did he did throw some close ones a few times, but in the big leagues, especially with big league umpires. If you're missing all over the place and then you dot one up, you're most likely not going to get it. That's just the way it is. And it's like, dude, show me that you can throw strikes and I'll start giving it to you. But if you're like ball one, ball two, up up in the zone, down in the zone, everywhere, all over the place. And then all of a sudden you dot one down and away. It's like, well, you got the umpire looking all over the place that when he does get one, 
he's probably not going to give it to you. And you can tell he was a bit frustrated by that too. But again, it, to me, it's not stuff-wise now. It's what's in between the ears and mm-hmm. all the stuff that, 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 that's that been thrown at him. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a lot. And when you're trying to make adjustments from start to start, I'm sure the media and he's hearing it all and Pete Walker going out there in the second inning and you can tell it was short and I'm sure he wasn't happy. He let him know. I'm sure he's listening to what his manager's saying post game. All that stuff starts to creep in that the last thing you want to do is fuck up. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's going out there with timidly. He's going out there and that's not what you want to have every fifth day. And 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 he has to go out there and just <laughs> and just I've been saying this all along. Let it fly, man. Like what do you have to lose at this point? Just go yeah. out there and 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 just whatever game that you want to throw because a couple games ago, he, he he brought back his cutter, and that's a pitch that the Jays had taken away because it stayed in the zone, and I can see why. I mean, it was flat. It's it's almost like a just a spinning fastball that stays right down the middle. But if you can get it sharper and it, it works to your advantage, then go ahead and use it. Go and do whatever makes you comfortable to this point, and 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 do it with no fear. That's the biggest thing. And it's easier said than done because, again, a lot of negative stuff has crept into his head that I feel like right now he's like, okay, what the hell do I do? And and it stinks. It, it sucks to be in that position. And Cam, our producer, asked me, well, who who, who does he remind you of? Or, um, you know, what's who, who like, did you ever play with somebody like that? And I was like, it, well, it, it kind of happened to me a little bit in 2012, the second half. But I was, again, I was pitching injured. I wasn't throwing 94, 95 like he is. Like when he lets it go mm-hmm. and drew the few outs that he, get, that he got, when he lets it go, it is, it jumps on the hitter and the hitter, they take ugly swings off of him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, there it is. But then like he goes back to nibbling. And back to guiding the fastball. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, it, it's frustrating to watch that because it's like, dude, trust it, trust it. And it's again, easier said than done. And we're sitting here and um and, and talking about this, but it's like, I'm sure that's what Pete is telling him. Trust your stuff, man. Go out there and just compete. Like whatever work we do in between the four days, when you're on that mound, 60 feet, six inches, and it's seven o'clock at night, go out there and do you. Like everything else goes out the window you know it let your your athleticism take over because he is an athlete and yeah it it, to me it's just it's between the ears at this point and hopefully he's able to get out of this funk we'll be right back with more spin rate but first check this out looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let me ask you a question. Would you start an opener? And it starts. 
No, I, I don't know that I would. I mean, again, I think it's the question is to what end? Um, if you start an opener, is it to like take the pressure off of him to like get him in a different routine? Maybe I can see that. You know, I, I'm a bit of a believer in that and just like try something a little bit different to maybe kind of snap you into where you're, where you're going again. And, and that could be as the same thing with throw a cutter. Maybe it gets your release point in a place where you're more comfortable with, even if it's not the most effective pitch, if it can pay dividends somewhere else, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, if, if it's, if it's a matter of throwing an opener in front of him to get him in a different routine, sure that that, that might work. Uh, I guess my concern with, with the way that he's pitched and the way that he pitched in particular, um, the, this week was that it doesn't matter if you're facing the middle of the order, the bottom of the order, you know, when you're throwing it all over the, all over the planet, you know, even the number nine hitter, like the literal white child, Nick Allen up there, teeny little dude who looks like he's like 15 years old. He, you know, the, he's got a small strike zone, big strike zone. They're not going to swing it. They're not competitive pitches. And I think that that's, that's a great point. That's really where we are. So That's if you're worried point. about these guys grinding out at bats against him, sure. Um, if you really want to just try something different, sure. Um, let me ask you about something that, that the blue, you know, kind of a, a roster question and, but also a catcher question. So Danny Jansen's on his way back. He's just currently doing a, a rehab assignment, um, with Buffalo. Do you think that maybe the opportunity to throw to a different catcher, um, might, might benefit, uh, Kikuchi? Is it, I mean, again, they're, he's so new to the team and doesn't have, long-standing relationships built up with these guys but is there an op- is there a chance that maybe just having Danny back there you know there's been a lot made about his game calling might that be able to to get uh, Kikuchi into a different groove 100% I yeah I'm all for that I, which is, I've been a little bit surprised and I know Kirk and Moreno are pretty young in mm-hmm. in, in that sense but I'm I've been surprised that uh it's been Moreno catching him because <laughs> You want to have a veteran guy back there. And I'm not saying Kirk is a veteran, but he's a little bit more polished than Moreno mm-hmm. in game calling. Um, but yeah, Danny Jansen's definitely going to help 100%. And if I'm Danny Jansen, I put my arm around Kikuchi and say, trust me, do not shake me tonight. Let's work off of me. And I feel like sometimes some of my best games came off of that when guys, when veteran guys, when I was struggling and veteran guys come and put your arm around you and say, hey, don't shake me. And I think if Kikuchi does that with the Danny Jansen, a guy that's, again, polished, he knows what he wants to do, he knows the league, I think that can help big time. It, 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 it's not going to hurt. At this point, like you mentioned, we're willing to try anything. Mm-hmm. We're like, mm-hmm. But again, he has to buy in and, and say, Danny, I trust you. All right? Even if you, you might see a one-two pitch that you're like, what the hell is he thinking? But trusted conviction no fear conviction no fear if he does that again he's got the stuff he's got the stuff and you know you say that yeah that blue jays are not in any point you know they don't have the luxury to just say okay let's skip them let's call our our number one prospect right now to make his debut because you know we saw when they called up thomas thomas hatch and and how that went and mm-hmm. and the, the the jays are clearly in need of, of some depth in the pitching side and and it's showing right now and we went (laughs) if you listen probably to our first episode together we went from being so excited about this rotation and the depth that was below that you know with with pearson and stripling and stuff like that you're like Mm -hmm. man like this has the potential of guys filling in if guys go down well right now we're sitting here and saying oh shit like maybe the depth wasn't as good as we thought and obviously injuries injuries don't help 
No, injuries and underperformance are like when they come and they happen together like this, it really puts a lot of pressure on the team. And, and again, I you don't it, it's it would be silly to kind of blame Thomas Hatch. No, I'm not saying that you did, but like yeah. where is Thomas Hatch? Like ninth on the depth, depth chart at this point, a guy who ha- wasn't even exactly you know blowing the doors off in AAA guy who's obviously kind of like working on some stuff and he gets pressed into duty and. And then, you know, coming up with a spot start in the big leagues and you're like, well, if I do well, maybe they'll, you know, they need me here. So maybe I can get another turn and just, it's just not a, that's a tough situation to put anybody. It is. It to is. To put anybody and especially somebody who's been struggling in AAA. But I'm really interested to see what happens. And I, I would, I, I, I really want to believe and really want to hope that, that Danny Jansen can have that kind of an impact. And it's, it's yeah. interesting to hear from you. Um, that, you know, the, the ability to have trust in the guy when he says, don't shake me, and then you can go and do it. I mean, some guy, I, I always wonder about some guys, you know, Mark Burley famously never shook anybody. Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, some, but some, I, I, I'll ask you, I guess, are there other pitchers who are like, I have my game plan. And I know what I want to throw. And are they more kind of the captains of the ship or is it very much like come from the catcher first in your experience? No. And it comes, it comes from the catcher and them doing their homework. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to mention Doc Halliday. Yeah. But some of the guys that I played with, Sean Markham, a guy that knew his game, knew what he wanted to do. He didn't shake. He worked fast. Sean mm-hmm. Markham, uh, Brandon Morrow, another guy. You know, you know what you were gonna get. Power fastball, nasty slider, mm-hmm. and 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 you know the guys behind the plate took their time in doing their homework and saying, okay, just trust me. I, I know what I'm doing. And if you show that kind of trust, like or that kind of like, uh, if you come to a guy like if a catcher came up to me. Um, you know, like Jose Molina, mm-hmm. uh, John Buck, those guys. If they could, hey Rick, th- I got the game plan down. I've been watching tape on these guys. Stay with me tonight. Boom. I- I'm like, great. It makes my job easier. I don't have to sit there and watch tape on, you know, whoever it is, a hundred times to see what where his cold zones are, what he's doing, what tendencies he has. I'm like, all right, I trust you. Let's go because those guys are in the video room. They're in there, you know. And I and I saw it plenty of times. JP was the same way, and. Um, so when you build that kind of relationship and if, if Kikuchi can trust Danny to do that, and I know Danny has the ability to do that and he has the presence of, and he can kind of lay down the authority. Cause again, you got to give Kikuchi some tough love. You can't keep mm-hmm, coddling mm-hmm. him around saying, oh yeah, well we ho- we're here. Hopefully you figure it out, dude. What you're doing isn't working, my dude. <laughs> Let me help you. Let me help you. Help me help yeah. you. But yeah. don't shake. And, and you me, create you and, and pitch talks and God, that's it. Yeah. And you start creating some confidence and, and you're like, okay, like, all right, all right. Like I, he starts to buy in and, and that can mm-hmm. be a good thing for the Jays. And again, you're, you're having two young catchers catch him that it, obviously Kikuchi wasn't here last year. So Kirk doesn't know anything about him. Moreno mm-hmm. sure as hell doesn't know anything about him. So, um, so yeah, so obviously that has a bit of an impact. Again, they're not the ones throwing the balls. Uh, Kikuchi is uh, so he's got to it's got to come from within him and and hopefully Danny is able to guide him because again when when I say I compare myself to him in the sense that uh, when you start losing confidence when you start losing uh, um, mound presence all that like that's where I relate to him because it's it's tough because you, you're having so much stuff throwing at you and you're trying to make the changes you're not trying to go out there and suck you know, let's let's just let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's let's shoot that straight in, and people can say, "Oh yeah, you know, what is there to worry about?" He's making a lot of money. Shit, if 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 money was, you know, 
the source of uh, happiness. And I'm sure a lot of people who have a lot of money would be super happy, but it, it really isn't, you know, because he's going out there trying to win and trying to, uh, I think, uh, not this start, but the one before when he had that good outing, he came out and said, man, the best part has been that my teammates have had my back through all, all this. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, so it tells you, you know, that that his teammates do care for him and they want to see him succeed. You know, nobody wants to go out there and suck. And that makes you feel good as, as a pitcher. And, and and if your teammates are rooting for you, genuinely rooting for you and coming up to you like, man, like, hey, stay with that. You know, it, it just means a lot. I, I, I can only imagine that no matter how big or small your paycheck is, when you're sitting on the bench in the dugout and you've come out of the game and it's the third inning and you're looking out there. And it's, you know, you see some crooked numbers on the scoreboard and you're sitting there being like, what, like what's going on? And you just yeah. don't even know. And you're, and you're watching your team and you're watching the nonstop string of guys come out of the bullpen. I don't think it matters how much money you get if, paid at that moment that you feel like shit. It's a shitty feeling, man. Especially when you know that the bullpen's running on fumes and you're like, golly, like, like I, I, I can't put my bullpen in this situation again. Like it, it's it, all that stuff starts creeping in. You start looking back at the radar gun. You start looking everywhere, and the tempo mm. decreases. You have you know, shitty tempo, and 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 you just you know everything just gets thrown off, and and you just hope that I hope that he figures it out because mm-hmm. again it, the stuff is there and. I know it's easy for everyone <laughs> to say, like, get him out. You know, he's he's done. And I'm like, well, if you if you get him out, you're still got to pay him his money. So, I mean, or, I, I, even the idea, some people have suggested, you, you seriously, and, and serious people have suggested maybe you send him to the minor leagues. Um, but if you go to send him to the minor leagues, he doesn't have to accept that assignment, as I understand it. He can go, and then and then he's pitching for free for somebody else. So you're paying for him. But not even with the opportunity to try to like help him get right and help your help your yeah. ball club. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I was looking at. So as you were talking, it was interesting to me that you called out in, in particular Jose Molina and John Buck as guys that you threw to because when I look at the the numbers, you threw you know they were guys that you that you that caught you more than once. They were the two guys that had you had the best numbers with with both of those two. Um, again, not and you, you know of course you mentioned JP who you threw to more than anybody, but uh, you know that Jose Molina not just the reputation but all everything right like again like mm-hmm. the, the as good a defensive catcher as there's been the guy who was at the forefront of all of this framing and just uh, and and I really think that that with with a he has that gravitas where he says if he says to you hey, don't shake I got you tonight that that's got to mean something yeah no and it meant a lot like I, again it makes your job a little bit easier you still mm-hmm. obviously have to do certain adjustments because you don't know what kind of stuff you're going to have that night but but the best part for me was like, you know, I was a guy that it took me a while to get my curveball going. But when these guys were catching me at times, it was like, we're going to throw it 0-1 second pitch of the game, mm. you know? And it's like, oh, like, whoa, like usually you wait, kind of you pace yourself with that pitch. Nah, these guys are like, boom, get a feel for it now. Get a feel for it now. And then we back off as the middle innings come and then we establish everything else. You know, if we can establish that fastball control in, out, change up, down, and away, boom, flip that curveball, oh, 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 one, triple up on it, here you go. Stuff mm. that you don't see, you know, very much nowadays. You don't see no. guys tripling up. Um, and if they saw a bad swing on a curveball, they were calling it again. And if they got, if I got a second bad swing on a curveball, they were calling it a third time. And it was like, mm-hmm. 
hey, thank you. And, you know, it even goes back, and I'm going to throw this name at you, Rod Barajas, too, was kind of mm-hmm. the same way, you know, a guy that <laughs> he was like, hey, man, trust me, you know, I got you. Rod Barajas also, for the record, seem, seems like, again, just watching on TV, seems like the coolest guy. Seems like, like the <laughs> chillest, like funniest dude. He just seems like he's got the best attitude. Is he a, co- a coach with the Padres now? I believe he was. I don't know yeah. if he's still there, mm. but it was like Rod Barajas. Who else caught me? My Raul Chavez. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a, he caught you twelve a, times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that guy. He wanted to show off his arm all the time. It was kind of funny. Like he was like Doc Halliday ca- would. Doc Halliday would. Right. Not the catcher's he, right. Let the man throw the ball around. <laughs> hey, but, he, Doc Halliday would get pissed though. Like he oh, caught really? him a few times. Where again, Halliday was a guy that hit every spot, but like where he wanted to throw out the runner so bad that he'd get up so quick and he wouldn't get the strike call and it would infuriate dog. It was pretty funny, man. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, one, one guy, I'll ask you. So so there's one guy that caught you once and he, you threw a great game in Oakland. Jan. Do you remember? Hmm? Jan Gomes. That's right. Yeah, you, you pitched yeah. a great, it looked like it was a great game with Jan Gomes back there. Again, who's a guy who's put together a really nice and long career as well. Yeah, which Blue Jays fans a bit of a one that got away. Um, although yeah. I think Blue Jays fans were would have been happy for, to have Russell Martin back there uh, in in the aftermath of the Jan Gomes trade. So interesting, really interesting. Uh, real yeah. quick, oh oh, sorry, but was there something else no. you were going to mention? No, no, Michael no, no, Barrett. No. Oh my God, Michael Barrett. That, wow, now we're remembering some guys. <laughs> yeah, Michael Barrett, uh, Raul Chavez, Rod Barajas. Uh, John Buck, Jose Molina, mm-hmm. JP, Jose mm-hmm. Molina, Jeff Mathis. That's right. Jeff Mathis, who, again, made a career as being like the, uh, the insanely long career as a great defensive yeah. catcher. There's you one know, more. You know, and there's one more you forgot. There's two more. There's two more you've forgotten. One I'm really surprised about, and the other one I'm not as, as surprised. Oh. One guy, oh. it was uh, just two, two starts, two, I think, shorter starts. Oh, man. I, I, I'm drawing blank. Your, your Vitor Alba? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and who else? The other one is is a, a buddy of yours. He only caught you for one inning. Josh Tolley. Yeah. Ah. One inning. Yeah. That's I right. Yeah. Have, I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> anyway, remembering some guys, remembering some guys. I'm surprised it took this long to be, for this to become the remembering, remember some guys uh, show. <laughs> More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. 
or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, one other thing we should talk about, though, uh, Jose Barrios, who looked much, 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 much better um, yesterday in the matinee, well, Wednesday, against... Um, Against Oakland, uh, looked like his old self, you know, uh, kind of got, I don't, I wouldn't say like a quick hook. It was a, it was a really uh, quite an entertaining game, you know, close and, uh, and, and well pitched, but, uh, just a lot of encouraging signs from Barrios, um, really able to, um, you know, do the things that make, that he needs to do to make him good. I, 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 I know I very, I'm very much, you know, I heard like Ben and Arden on the broadcast talking about his curveball, how effective his curveball was. But for me, the thing is still the fastball. It's it's still his ability to command the fastball, put it in spots where they can't, you know, where it doesn't get hit hard, where he's then able to get to his curveball. Because that is always for me going to be the thing for him. Um, you know, I saw him miss a, a couple, but even even the some of the ones that he missed. Again, I mentioned Nick Allen. Uh, he threw, you know, a really good two seamer that was like up and in. That even if he even if it was still got a little bit too much plate, like that was. Nick Allen's not doing anything with that pitch. So, I don't know. I was really encouraged by what I saw from Bur- from Burrios yesterday. Yeah, so was I. And um, it's funny because I, I took a little bit of notes on him. I'm actually going to be on the broadcast today, pre and post game. So, make sure you, you catch us on um, Blue Jay Central. There you tonight. go. And um, I was actually watching a little bit of Burrios. And you, you are you hit it right on the money, um, his fastball command. That's, that's the foundation of everything. And people... Forget about that sometimes because we talked. Yeah, we talked about his curveball. It was harder. It was sharper. Um, it had nasty late movement, but it all starts with fastball control. And if he has that good fastball and he's got that good sinker too, um, it just sets up everything else. And even it, you know his changeup at times looked pretty good too. I know I, I feel like it's a pitch that he doesn't use as much, but I feel like if he committed to it a little bit more and and he actually threw it and not guided it. He he'd be a lot better with it, and um, my friend Drew, you, uh, I went through uh, Baseball Savant for like the first time ever. I've never really yes. been on that website. Holy shit, it blew my mind! Like all the stuff that's in there. There's and, so much stuff in there. Oh my, it's like almost overwhelming, and and just because I wanted to see like his stuff from like this game to the game before and the game before that one in Milwaukee, and um. The numbers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk numbers now. The numbers and just velocity. It just showed. Uh, told me that yesterday was the hardest he's thrown his curveball, 84, 81, and uh, with an average of 82, which is one of his uh, in the past three outings. It's been like his most, his highest uh, MPHs on it. And I was, you know, I'm wondering what adjustment he made. And by just watching the highlights, it's just again, it was. It, it's like he was committed to it. He was like gonna throw the shit out of it, and when you do that with those pitches, it, it it's night and day. And and I talk a lot about guiding your changeup, guiding your curveball. You start casting it, you start kind of trying to manipulate the movement. Well, that's the wrong thing to do. But when you commit to it and you actually say, "Here you go," it's a it's like a big f you. I'm coming at you. Wow, you get a sharper bite. And and it seemed like yesterday he was getting those sharp bites on those curveballs. 
Interesting to me. So you started mentioning his um, his changeup, and I, and I went and checked it out because to me it seems like uh, you said he doesn't use it a lot. And I thought, okay, maybe does he only throw it to to lefties, which you know is is, is pretty common. Maybe uh, maybe I'm I'm dating myself, and maybe that's more of an old school thing. Like you only throw it to the other other side, or you know the the good platoon guys. But he, it was, and then I then I mentioned it. It was the changeup was the oh god he, that as I mentioned it was like peak. Jose Barrios in 2022, he gets ahead 0-2 on Ramon Laureano, like, you know, pitching really well, pitching a shutout, and then he throws just a terrible, <laughs> awful, like <laughs> right down the middle, and then Laureano hits it out. Laureano, I didn't, I don't remember him being such a good hitter, but uh, jeez, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's playing so well, it's like he doesn't want to be in Oakland anymore. He's putting himself in somebody else's outfield with all this play, but just uh, disappointing to see, you know, again, the kind of the one mistake that that Barrios made. Uh, I wonder if we'll see him maybe uh, hopefully go back because he did throw a few more changeups to righties than uh, than than typically he does and a few fewer yeah. to lefties. So, and, and maybe that O two pitch is something that he <laughs> that's not maybe the right situation for a pitch that you that's not really your strikeout pitch. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know me personally, I I put if my curveball is working, I'm hey O two boom here you go. I'm not giving you a shot. Mm-hmm. And and just a little bit off topic. Uh, Ramon Laureano has the best nickname in baseball. Razor Ramon? Oh my God. How good is Laz- that? La- Laser Ramon? L- oh, Laser Ramon, right. It's even yeah. better because oh, he's got such a great arm too, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I think my pick for the best nickname is still, I think Luis Robert has the best nickname, La Pantera. That, that is like the best nickname. That's <laughs> pretty so dope cool. too. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the changeup, I mean, Maybe with a bigger lead, I'm I'm more I'm more understanding to be like, okay, yes. you got some you got some wiggle room. Let's see, like, oh, he looks like he's cheating to get to the fastball. I bet yes. we can slip a change up underneath his bat. But and that's and talking out. about talking about veteran catchers, this is mm-hmm. what a veteran catcher I feel like would do. Like mm-hmm. Danny Jansen, I don't think he's calling an O two change up again. It's his third best pitch, um, and again. O2 just doesn't seem the right situation unless like again unless unless he's committed to it and he's going to throw the shit out of it because if you as soon as you guide it which he did and it just kind of tumbled down the middle of the plate and he, obviously he paid for it. Uh the bullpen looks like it's going to speaking of Danny we mentioned Danny Jansen coming back the bullpen could be getting some reinforcements in the form of Jimmy Garcia I, who I believe I, I'm not sure if he's with the team now um but but could uh, who made his first uh, rehab appearance with buffalo uh we saw adam simber go two innings um uh yesterday which is uh a lifesaver i mean at, man adam simber has like a rubber arm and uh the blue jays are absolutely betting for benefiting from from his rubber arm i mean he's had a couple rock rocky outings here and there but at the same time uh just been a a, a real huge presence back there he's leading the league he's made 38 appearances already wow yeah wow no, he's been solid, man. And again, when you have a guy that's reliable like that, shoot, the the Giants used the the shit out of Taylor. Uh, is it Taylor Rogers or is that the brother? There's a, the, a T Rogers, the 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 one that the one that uh, <laughs> I, I was watching the Giants the other day, and I you know you see Simber, and it's like, oh, that's a submarine. Then you're like, you see Rogers, you're like, oh, right, that that's, <laughs> that's <yeah>. submarine. <laughs> yeah, and 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 those guys, I feel like can throw f- forever and mm-hmm. they can throw every single day. And again, it, it, you're right. The, the, the Blue Jays have benefited from Tyler Rogers. My bad. His brother's yeah, yeah. Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. T Rogers. Yeah. 
<laughs> I should know Tyler because I played with him in the minor league. So, oh, okay, my there bad. you go. My, Did my, you play in San Jose? Bad. Right? Is that where you guys played together? We played in Sacramento together. Sacramento. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, no, but going back to Adam Simber, he's been solid, man. And and a guy that comes in and attacks his own again, he's gonna come right at you, and he gets out, and he's doing it at a very high rate. And when you have a guy like that, you don't hesitate. And Charlie hasn't hesitated to go out there and and bring him in right away. And to be able to go two innings again last yesterday, it, it helps the bullpen. It helps everyone, and it just shows the trust that they have in him right now. And if he has the hot hand, this is a team that needs the hot hand, and and and, and they're gonna ride him. So uh, hopefully, uh, Simber continues his hot streak, and 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 he's able to give the team outs and that bullpen outs because this is what they need. I don't care how they get it. I don't care if he's not throwing a hundred. Who cares at this point? Just give me outs. He he had a bad outing in Chicago, uh, you know. He he, which again is he's a human being. He's allowed to. But since then, he's pitched a ton, right? In the last maybe two weeks, pitched six times, pitched twice, you know, uh, like three days in a row, basically at the end of June. He's been insanely efficient. He only threw twenty pitches yesterday, going getting going two innings. He pitched, uh, you know, uh, last week against Boston, he pitched innings through six pitches. You know, in, in Milwaukee, he he. Uh, he got a couple outs only through six pitches. So, you, you know, we talk about Bunny being uh, having a rubber arm, but he's also just being so efficient and just getting yeah. getting those outs and it just couldn't come at a better time for, for the yeah. way that the Blue Jays it, bullpen is right now. And sometimes we tend to make this game so difficult on us as pitchers. And and you met you the key word you, you mentioned there, Drew, is efficient. When you're efficient in this game, lots of things are going to go well for you. And and we 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 tend, you know, we talked about this guy Kikuchi earlier, and how he's not efficient and he's nibbling around and stuff like that. If he was efficient with his pitches and said, "Here you go, hit it. Here you go, hit it." Especially in Oakland, man, at night, here you go, hit it. Here you go. Like you'd find yourself a lot deeper in games than 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 you think of, and and you'd look back and you'd be like, "Damn, I'm in the sixth inning. I'm in the seventh inning, and I'm cruising right now because I'm being efficient." Again, mm-hmm. easier said than done, but when you're efficient. Adam Simber doesn't have overpowering stuff, but he's going to go out there and attack you. It makes the the world of difference. Well, Adam Simber can only be so aggressive. <laughs> he's throwing like 84 <laughs> miles an hour. Uh, so uh, again, looking ahead real quick, we'll look ahead to the Mariners series. Mariners are playing some pretty good baseball. They have themselves a certified superstar in center field in, uh, in Julio Rodriguez. Uh, and they're just you know, finally playing some better ball. Rick, uh, Robbie Ray's pitching well, and uh, and Logan Gilbert, of course, having a good year. You know, is there anything about Seattle that that kind of jumps off the page to you? Is there any, anything on Seattle that you're kind of watching other than other than Julio? Well, yeah, they're they're they've been hot lately. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, you're facing a team that is not so hot right now. So it'll be interesting how the Blue Jays get up for this these games, and they better get up because again. It's gonna be packed with Blue Jay fans, and it's a complete uh, 180 of what it was in uh, in Oakland. So, uh, to me, if anything, you're gonna feel the energy as soon as these guys walk out of that clubhouse for batting practice and feed off of that. And Seattle obviously is gonna bring it, man. They're 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 young, they're talented. There were a team last year that missed the playoffs by by not much either. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, uh, I'm excited to see the J. Rod show against against this staff, and it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a fun four games. A lot of, a lot of, uh, 
I feel like it's going to be a lot of adrenaline rush from from the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't think they know what they're in for. The younger guys that have never experienced this, and let me tell you, it's it's amazing when you walk out there and the only road stadium that you feel like you're playing at home, and no other team can say that or do that because you. I think the biggest thing is you you don't realize what the Jays mean not only to Toronto but to the whole country of Canada, and I think these guys are in for a treat. I'm. I'm looking forward to see how they handle Marco Gonzalez tonight because mm. he's a he's a guy that's not overpowering, but he can spot the shit out of his fastball, and he loves that little changeup down and away. I was watching film on him earlier today, and it'll be interesting because he's a guy. He'll raise your eye level. He'll make you look down, and then he'll like buzz you in, bring it back up, and then throw that changeup down and away. So I'll be interested how, how these hitters um, <clears throat> react to that, and... What adjustments are type they're, they're trying to make? Because again, this offense offense is not hot right now, and you hope they 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 break out of it. Also, former Blue Jay Ken Giles is uh, who, after his mm. injury, signed two year deal uh, with Seattle. Well, last year of which he was he was recovering from from his Tommy John surgery. Now he's back. He's throwing well. Uh, which is it's a, I mean, in a way, it's a shame that Seattle's playing well again because I would have loved to see Ken Giles back in a Blue Jays uniform. But uh, <laughs> but but here we are. Yeah, the, the Seattle. I, I I like what they did in that. Like they 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 had a good year last year, but they I think they realized that there was uh, there was a little bit of smoke and mirrors in what they had done, and they they didn't just say, well, we're going to bring back the same group and and be ready to go. They definitely went out and tried to to consolidate, or consolidate, consolidate, improve the roster. And have done so, and the guy. There's a guy in, in Seattle system that I love, Kyle Lewis. Man, he is such a good player. He's really struggled with the injuries, though. Um, I think he's lost his job in center field to uh, to Julio Rodriguez, but uh, no shame in that. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe if I'm Ross, I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's too good to be like, <laughs> oh, could we? We'll take him off your hands. We'll, we'll we'll release you of this burden of Kyle Lewis. But it'll you, be a lot of fun. It's always. Hmm? No, yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun, and you almost wish they had Ty France. I, I just like seeing a full healthy team against a full healthy team. And, yeah, I get that, and, I've, and and that's just for me makes up for 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 good baseball, and we get to say hi to our old friend Ryan Barucki too. So he's been doing pretty oh, of good course, past, Ryan Barucki. Yeah, how can I forget Ryan Barucki's? Uh, you know, again, a guy you hope and Sergio Romo, former 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 Mariner, back in the mix. Sergio Romo, <laughs> shut up. He's he's done he's done the job since coming to Toronto. That's for sure. Efficient. Yeah, two and a third. Three strikeouts, too. Three strikeouts on a walk. I don't think he's even given up a hit yet. Look at you, yep. Sergio Romo. It was all, it's the it's the Romero bump. He knows he's, he's he, he he like you has now become an honorary Canadian. So he's uh, he's doing his thing here uh, with the Blue Jays. Uh, so as Ricky said, he's going to be on the broadcast tonight, pre and post. So check him out with Jamie Campbell and uh, enjoy what is oh and if you're on the west coast listening i hope you're if you're able to make it down get out of the rain i guess it's rained like every day out there for three weeks or something like that they got yep. the they got the the atmospheric river situation going on better than the heat dome from last year but if you're out west enjoy the series if you're here watch uh something that's a bit of a unique situation as you as you described where you know you're the you're the home team in the visiting ballpark but amazing. Uh, everybody have amazing a good time. other than mariners fans who truly truly loathe this weekend they hate it it's their least favorite weekend of the whole <laughs> they year. do all the they season do. ticket holders and stuff they're like we got it how are we letting this happen and then but, you know what i say to that i say hey come back come back in time with me when the blue jays would sell tickets to people in boston and new york before you could get single tickets in toronto yeah when it was just full of red sox and yankees fans back in the day but enjoy it seattle because 
this is one of the few times you probably sell out of state. <laughs> Yikes. Shots fired. Ricky Romero. Takedown. You heard it here first. His name is Ricky. My name is Drew. I hope you enjoy the series. We will back, be back with more Spin Rate next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.